0: Hey, how's it going? Welcome into The Outerview, a podcast all about the art of media interviewing with myself, Alan Swan. Hope I find you well. Uh, our guest today is Craig Bruce. Now, Craig is the former head of content at Southern Cross Austereo in Australia. He would have worked with the likes of Hamish Nandy, Kyle and O, and so on. But his true passion has always been the development and mentoring of young talent. He now works as a talent coach and radio consultant. You can find out more at craigbrucecoaching.com. His podcast Game Changers features intimate conversations with the men and women who have known success and failure in their radio careers and the podcast is the end result of an idea formed after working for more than 20 years in Australian radio you can find out more at craigbrewscoaching.com Let's get straight into the chat. I'll have more bits and bobs at the end of the podcast. So any sort of bits and bobs that we need to talk about, about the podcast itself, we'll do that at the end. But for now, let's start the conversation with Craig. Um, My first question for Craig involved his uh, recent talk at the next radio conference in the UK. He had this really astute um, observation of presenters and broadcasters that at the end of each of his podcasts, after he would record them with the talent, they would say to him, Craig, was that okay? Did, Did you get enough? And it's a very good observation about the self-doubt that presenters often have, that they could be absolutely unbelievable and maybe have 20, 30 years of experience. But at the end of a recording, they would say, look, was that okay? Did you have enough? And we talk about that validation at the start of our podcast.
1: Yeah, uh, Well, I find it interesting, too. And and, uh, I mean, the reason I I mentioned it at the conference was because it is... um, you know, you spend a half an hour or an hour with with, uh, with someone who's really talented and really successful. I mean, you know, we, we, I'm, these Game Changer interviews, we're talking to people at the top of their game and, um, you know, communication is their super skill and, you know, you spend an hour where they talk and great stories and funny and engaging and all of those sorts of things and you get to the end and, yeah, the mics go off and, hey, you know, how was that and can you uh, – it, it's – and virtually all of them do the same thing. I just think it's um, it just says a bit about human nature, to be honest. That you know, a, a, a lot of our that's one dog, um, <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I've got three. Um, hopefully, you won't hear from all of them. I think it says a bit about human nature. You know, most people wear a shield, uh, and um, you, even people who are incredibly talented and 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 good at what they do um, are uncertain at different points along the way, and. You know, sometimes I think maybe the question around how did I go was that okay was was is partly good manners on their behalf just yeah. to because you know a lot of the early interviews that I did were with people who I know and like and um have you know a, a, a I guess a personal friendship with um, so maybe that that question at the end was about you know hey, did I give you what you wanted because I want the interview to be great but it was also how did I go. Um, and I think it's really instructive if you're a programmer or, or a producer and you're working with a performer because if you strip away the bravado and the ego um, and understand that the, the performance side of what we ask um, presenters to do is is really, really challenging. The good ones make it look really easy, but it's, it's not. And um, – it takes a huge amount of uh, courage, particularly to put your life on the line, and to, you know, w- certainly in, in, with Australian presenters, we ask them to be, you know, authentic and real, and bring in um, insights from their from their lives um, to their shows every morning, and. Um, it's it's there's no guarantees that that's going to connect with the audience. It's it's a question of whether you know they can bring that together in a way that 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 um, I guess connects with their audience, and that's where that
0: grey, you know, subjective kind of um, work kicks in. Uh, just to give listeners a bit of background to Craig's house at the moment. So before we started the interview, Craig said to me, he goes, "There's a helicopter hovering outside, right?" Now, I'm putting one-on-one I'm putting one together at the moment, and I might be getting seven, right? So there's a helicopter outside hovering outside at the moment. Your dogs, yes. your dogs are going ballistic. Something is going down in the Bruce household, uh, Craig, and you're not telling me the truth.
1: Yeah, I, if, if I... <laughs> you know, there could be three masked men about to run in, which would be, you know, obviously funny from your end.
0: Yeah, uh, brilliant. But
1: I've got... The- I've got the yappy dog outside and, and the other one in here and they're both, uh, they don't like the helicopters. So, look, hopefully we can get
0: through with it. Yeah. <laughs> Two dramas. Uh, uh, getting back on track, what, what I found very interesting from interviewing people for this podcast, because it's not just, um, say, producers, programmers and broadcasters from my field that we've spoken to, it's everyone from uh, print journalists to online journalists to people who actually uh, psychologists and so on. And what I found very interesting is, uh, when we're talking about feedback um, and and listening back to interviews that e- that people do, it's a very radio broadcast led thing. There's not many journalists that I've come across in the print realm of things uh, that might listen back to tape or might listen back. And I'm saying very audio listening back to tape, but but you know uh, or online people who might record something on Skype, but rarely listen back to it. It is a very radio thing, I think.
1: Yeah, it is, and and do you know what I found it. Um, I find it really difficult to listen back to um, the interviews, uh, just because I'm in them. I, I just, it's such an in, a strange thing because I, I, you know, I've spent so many years um, mentoring and, and coaching on air presenters and trying to make them feel good about themselves when they're when they're in front of a microphone. But I, I have a really I really struggle listening back to myself. And, you know, I was talking to someone the other day about it and and uh, they mentioned the Christian O'Connell interview, which has gone live just this week, um, which I really enjoyed. You know, Christian and I sort of connected straight away and it felt really good as it was happening. But listening back to it, I can't actually really enjoy anything that involves me. There's, there's a process around... Um, Listening to your own work that you know you've you've taught other people about, but I, I just struggle with it. And I guess from uh, from a press perspective, from a journalist point of view, you know the written word is you know you get a chance. I, I write quite a few articles, and you get a chance to rewrite and and you know uh, draft. One, two, three, four, five, until you get it perfect. You know, spoken word is different. You get one chance to say something in an eloquent uh, sort of way, and, and it's either, it either it you know it either works or it doesn't. Um, and you know, which is why I have such an, a huge amount of respect for people that can do it as well as they do. You know, the, the you know the presenters that we've spoken to over the last um, you know seventeen, eighteen interviews are all so good at it, and it's it, you know it's an extraordinary skill.
0: Uh, talking about the art of media interviewing, do you think that the the art is dying in a world that we're living in, in the in the world of sound bites?
1: Well, I, and you know, I, I think Christian talks about it on, on his podcast, um, Christian O'Connell, where um, you know it's so easy with with um, with you know the online research um, opportunities. I mean, it's just. Such a simple process to find out about someone and and I think when you're uh, um, when you 're interviewing someone who's doing a lot of p r the very simple process of just going to Uh, um, wikipedia and 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 coming up with the first five obvious questions is a really simple easy thing to do and i understand why it happens you know particularly for breakfast and drive shows where there's a lot happening and you know there's a there's a lot of content to get through on a day-to-day basis you might not spend as much time and thought around you know digging deeper on asking questions that might be really relevant and, and interesting to the performer but you know that's Um, That's what I try to do at least with the Game Changer interviews is to really think through, um, you know, to get the core of the interview right and then to try and delve into um, some elements of their life and their career that they may not have had time to think about and reflect on. Um, So, yeah, I, I, it, it's almost too easy to interview someone today. You know, get online and Google Alan Swan, and I can find out a heap of things about you. And I can, I could, you know, on a very basic surface level, ask enough questions. But is it going to really invite you or engage with with you in an interesting way? You, you know, that's that's, I guess, where the ones that are really good at it.
0: I can say that the money was only resting in my account uh, at the time, and uh, and uh, that. <laughs> <laughs> That story wasn't true, Craig. So whatever you read about me wasn't true. Um, for What's been great about this podcast has been from talking from people around the world and... Um, uh, hearing about local talents. So, if we've had a person on from Germany, they've told us about a wonderful broadcaster or a journalist who's just you know sets the bar at a certain level. F- from the Australian side of things, for for people that we mightn't be too familiar with, um, we've we've heard of the Hamish and Andes we've heard of the Kyle and Jackios who would be you know who have transcended across because their stories go across the world. Is there anyone on a local level from Australia that you think you know what this person deserves wor- number one worldwide recognition, and secondly, they're just brilliant.
1: Yeah, I, I'm glad you asked. There's a couple of people you, you should definitely check out um, and you, you, I'm sure you would have heard of um, a couple of these uh, presenters. Richard Feidler uh, does a, um, a weekly um, presentation with the ABC, the local um, government broadcaster in Australia here. Um, it's called Conversation. It's been going now for quite a few years um, and he is an unbelievable um, interviewer, he's just extraordinary. He, he, his career is really interesting. He was a part of a, um, a stand-up comedian uh, a group. There was a, three of them uh, um, called the Doug Anthony All Stars. So he's come from a comedic background and, and um, moved into different sort of areas over a number of years, and has come back to radio in the last—I don't know how many years, maybe in the last five, ten years—and um, he does this weekly show. It's, a, it's an interview um with a you know with a whole bunch of different people from all walks of life but he's just so good at it I mean he just asks brilliant questions and um, and and look the, the work is recognized um certainly nationally uh, um, it's I think it's been the number one podcast in Australia here for a number of years now. So he's very, very good. Andrew Denton is amazing. Um, Andrew Denton uh, had uh, a show on the ABC back a few years now called Enough Rope, did quite a bit of radio as well. Um, Andrew has that ability. I mean, he's so smart that, you know, and that always helps. But he um, provides um, space inside um, the, the interview Uh, process for the for the guest to really open up and it's a great skill and I think it's something that um very few people do really well which is the ability to 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 slow down that question answer process and and really allow some depth and and insight Um, I think that you know you find that that there's a surface level answer to pretty well any question and then the depth comes with that next response. And if you can just allow for um, just a little bit of a a pause and just for the interview to breathe. Um, So he does that brilliantly and they would be the two. They they are both outstanding.
0: Yeah, because you you shouldn't be afraid of silence. There was an interview recently um, on um, News Talk, which will be one of the talk stations here in Ireland with a guy called Jared Gilroy and he had Lance Armstrong on. And there's there's big controversy in Ireland at the moment that Lance Armstrong's coming to this big sports summit in a couple of weeks' time. He's going to be doing a talk at it, and there's two bands of people. Band number one saying that, you know, this is great that Lance Armstrong's coming here, it'll be a very interesting interview. And a second band of people saying... It's disgraceful. Why are we giving this guy a platform to talk and so on? But there was a part during the interview where Jer asked a question. Uh, it was a really controversial question. And this was this silence. And the silence must have went on for about 15 seconds to the point where Lance Armstrong went. Are you still there? And Jerry goes, <laughs> yeah. "Yeah, I'm still here. I'm just waiting for your answer." And yeah. you know, other other broadcasters would have been if, would have went, "Oh my god, that silence feels like an hour." But it's such an important skill not to be afraid of silence.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree. And and do you know what? I, the the shows that I love the most on radio and the presenters that I love the most on on radio, TV, comedic presenters uh, are, are are the ones that can regulate their pace. I think when you can when you have that confidence and when you're comfortable with what you're doing and what you're saying, that you can, you can slow yourself down and really emphasize a moment when it needs to be emphasized and, uh, and really sit inside a moment. It just, it, it just shows a level of control that um, is unusual, uh, you know, I think certainly f- for, for commercial radio and, you know, the the, the top 40 stations and the, the, the hot AC stations that you hear, there's this inbuilt mechanism around energy and tempo and pace that, that doesn't allow for a lot of real natural moments to, to, to open up. Um, but those presenters that can do that well, Kyle and Jackie are brilliant at it. Uh, You know, one of the things that I've always loved about Kyle and Jack and, you know, one of the great things about radio today is that you can go and watch your favourite show online. There's so much um, video footage of Kyle and Jack in the studio together and, you know, there's a couple of things that you'll notice straight away when you watch Kyle and Jack do their show. The first thing that I've always, um, that that stood out for me is that their eye contact, they, they are always looking at each other and 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 looking at for those visual cues. And the other thing that that you'll notice is whilst the the show has uh, you know, this energy and pace and tempo, the actual conversation, there are lots of moments of uh, of of silence, pause, there's different it it that the pace is regulated based on on what's happening in and around the conversation and it's it's such a skill it it really is and but it but it does say a lot about the presenter I think it comes down to being really confident and comfortable with what you're doing and what you're saying and and when you hear it and see it um it just stands out it just it's it's a it's you know it's a it's
0: a beautiful thing. Really. Yeah, co- confidence is a very important thing that you brought up there because I think people forget that when you are talking to somebody, it's like real life that, you know, it's the way you present yourself, firstly, how you look. How, if you turn up at an interview for somebody, you want to look, you know, that you've actually ma- made the effort to, you know, wear a decent shirt. Uh, I know that at the, I, I'm in a, a, at the moment, it's, what time is it here? It's five past seven in the morning here on Friday. So I can tell you now, Craig, I'm not dressed uh, in my best attire uh, first thing on a Friday, but I think we, we have a relationship. Where where we spoke before, so that's fine. But if you're meeting somebody for the first time, I think you need to, uh, A, your appearance needs to be good. But secondly, you need to be confident that if you're going to kind of delve into an interview, you need to look confident so the person kind of go, well, this, this person's not shaking like a leaf here in front of me. Um, th- there's that part of it too that people forget.
1: A- absolutely. And I think that Look, it comes down—you know—the confidence comes down to, you know, one of the things I still am surprised every time someone says to me, you know, you're, you're really good at interviewing, and you know, the Game Changer podcast is, 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 you know, really good quality work. It's, it surprises me every time I hear it, but I, then I think about it a little more, and I think at the heart of it, it's that I'm, I'm really comfortable with the subject matter, um, and and I guess the thing that I would say, um, or what I've learned through the process is. I mean, sometimes you have to really um, – there's a lot of work and effort involved in understanding the subject matter in terms of who you might be talking to and what you might be talking about if you don't have a, a baseline of, of talent or, or, or knowledge around the subject matter. But, you know, given that I've done radio for 25 years, that the, the reason I'm confident and comfortable inside the interview is that there's nothing that – the presenter can say to me, or the person that I'm talking can say to me, that I haven't either heard before, or, or don't feel like I could contribute in some way. So therefore, there's a level of um, of comfort that, that that sits inside my performance that I guess um, people um, uh, uh, have recognised in a way, and, and maybe that's um, that, that's something that I guess um, is important with with whoever you might be talking to. You know, really researching. <laughs> understanding it as, as clearly as you possibly can so that you can you know, feel comf- comfortable and confident regardless of where the interview um, takes you.
0: Hey, do you remember your first interview? Um,
1: in, in this series or generally? I do no, remember g- well, generally, yeah. I, I will. Well, look, like, you know, I was really young into radio, Alan. I was on the air when I was probably eighteen or nineteen in a metro market in Melbourne, in the mid '80s. There was a girl called Kate Sobrano who um, was a singer in a band called I'm Talking, and um, you know, an '80s band that had a few hits here in Australia. And um, I, Kate was. Uh, I think it was Kate's first radio interview and it was certainly my first interview with a music artist. And I reckon looking back we were pro- probably both as nervous as each other and I think she may have been around, so b- both about the same age and it was both our first experience in front of, uh, um, you know, uh, talking to strangers about what we do, I guess. And and uh, so I, I can't imagine how terrible it must have been <laughs> but, um uh, you know, somehow, you, you know, you you managed to, through bravado and, and, and sort of putting on a face and putting on a mask, you know, bluff your way through it. But The, the, uh, the
0: audio must be somewhere, Craig. Sorry? The audio must be somewhere.
1: <laughs> Please. Yeah, <laughs> no, if you find it, uh, burn it. Um, so, yeah, I, I did a lot, you know, obviously, having done a lot of radio, I did a lot of interviews over the years, but, um, but never uh, – but, but I never thought of them in the same way that I I, I guess I've got a real purpose around the Game Changers interviews. Um, you know, my as I moved out of um, the on-air roles and more into programming, you know, one of the things that I'd, I was always um, inclined to do was, you know, whenever I could find someone that was really good at what they were doing at, at either on a network level or at the station I was working at, I'd always put them on a pedestal. I, I always found it you know, I guess it's you know find a benchmark and then just shine a light on them so that everyone can see what they do. And you know that idea of copying a, a, a technique, not style, but technique, um, is a is a really important thing. And and so the idea behind game changers is to go well if I can talk to presenters who are really really successful and have been over a long period of time, and and if I can find out from them why they're good at what they do. Um, I think it can be helpful and, and I know that it has been for lots of young people in the industry. You know, I wish there was something like Game Changers when I was starting out. You know, yeah. I would love to have heard from, you know, my radio heroes about what they did and how they did it. And, and so that's, that's at the heart of it and, and I've stuck true to that, that premise along the way. So I've always in my, in my head as the interview plays out, I've got this young, I guess maybe young 21-year-old version of myself. Um, and I'm, I'm thinking of them and thinking of um, the sorts of things that they need to know and need to hear. And, um, and thankfully, you know, all of the people I've spoken to um, have been really generous with their, with their IP and with what they know, which is a fantastic thing. And, and it doesn't surprise me. I guess you would have seen it over the years as well, Alan, that, you know, people who are really successful are, 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 are really willing and open to share with others what they do and how they do it um and, and certainly in this case it's um it's been you know it's been all of that
0: which brings me to my last two questions and funnily enough it's it's segged beautifully into my second last question which is yeah uh, you know this this podcast the outer view has turned into very similar to what game changers is all about we have a lot of young media students who, who email me looking for advice who, who love the backstory of people how they've begun yeah. and the, the word mentor comes up an awful lot and people like you know sharing advice and so on is there anyone who who helped you along when you started off first that you kind of went, you know what, I'm, g- I'm glad they pulled me into that office that day, or I'm glad they sent me that email. Very similar to what you've done uh, over the years, where you've put people on pedestals and, and hopefully shone a light on them. Yeah,
1: I, I had a moment in my career I'd, I'd um, as I said, I was on the air from, you know, when I was you know, quite young, eighteen, and, and at about the age of thirty, I'd been um, doing drive and breakfast shows around the country, and really, really just going through the motions. To be honest, Alan, I kind of did what I had to do to to be to be on the air, but I kind of lived the life of the jock. I'd work the six hour shifts, and you know, and 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 just hang out the rest of the time, and did what radio announcers did back in the nineties. Um, I lost my job at the age of thirty, and I kind of had no other skills. I had really nothing else other than. Uh, you know, a, a pretty average ability to talk into a microphone, and and I had a content director who thought that I I could um, that I had some natural radio skills, and you know he said to me, look, I'm I think you can be a programmer, and I'm going to help you get there as long as you commit to it, and it was a real turning point for me, and and I knew that I had he, I had him in my corner from that moment, and he encouraged me and 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 helped me along the way and i just promised myself through that process that that i would be i wanted to be that person and even ever only happened once in my career that I, I if i could have if i could have that kind of impact on one person then then uh, then i would be happy and um i think that that's probably happened but so that was a real turning point for me um just the idea of and once again it's a theme with all of the game changes i think that pretty well all of them along the The way of had someone who has supported them and has heard something and has believed in them and you only need one person in your corner you just need someone just to go you know what you can do it and I'm going to support you and help you get there Um, and certainly that that for me was a real turning point for for my career Um, and you know it's part of my thinking around trying to give back to younger people if I can along the way.
0: Well, the Game Changers podcast into its third series is absolutely fantastic. You can find out more at craigbrucecoaching.com. And Craig, before I let you go, one last question. It's a question that we've started to ask most of our guests on the show. Um, What's the one question that you should have asked, but you didn't? And this could be anything from your life. It could be from you know it could be from a relationship. It could be from when you were thirty and you and uh, you unfortunately moved from pro- from presenting to programming. Or that could be a good thing or a bad thing. And um, what was the one question that you you should have asked but you didn't?
1: Um, I, I, I should. The question I should have asked myself was, um, I probably needed to. Uh, remind myself that I, I, I'll i always be a work in progress and you know Christian talked about this in in his episode and it was one of the pieces of advice he gave at the end of the podcast and it just resonated with me that this idea that um you, you know there's nothing is linear certainly not from a radio career perspective you, you know there's twists and turns along the way and there's never a moment where when you've landed so maybe the question would be that I, I didn't ever ask myself was am I here, is this it? Um, because the answer would be, n- no, you're not. And 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 if you feel like you've ever landed in the promised land and, and there's no more work for you to do, then, then it's a slippery slide out the other end, I think. Um, so, yeah, understanding that you're always a work in progress, there's always something to learn, there's always someone you can learn from is, is probably the, the, the thing that I try to take forward um, for as long as, you know, I'm doing this kind of work.
0: Well, listen, Craig, thanks a million for, for popping on the show today. Uh, enjoy the sunny Adelaide. Uh, it's well, What time is it there now? It's about, what, half? Five it's it, five?
1: It, uh, half past four. The helicopters are gone. I'm still alive. <laughs> i got no idea. And the dogs have stopped barking, and it's going to be one of the weirdest podcasts you've ever done, Alan, but I appreciate the,
0: the catch-up. It's been awesome. Life is good. Craig, keep in touch, and I'll talk to you again soon. Good on you, mate. Craig Bruce there, and you can find out more about Craig from his website, craigbrucecoaching.com. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of The Outer View for RTE Radio 1 Extra. You can find out more about The Outer View at alanswan.com.